Hi guys, welcome back to the podcast, Rue Rambles, a Purple Croc podcast. This week I'm going to be talking about your irrational fears, my irrational fears, and just fears and anxiety all together really, or at least breaching and starting that wee topic. I'm also going to give you an update on my week, I'm going to share with you my random Rue thought of the week, and I'm also going to just touch lightly on last week's topic the ups and downs of life because I got so many wonderful replies and comments about this podcast. It genuinely was my favorite one that I've recorded yet because I think I was just so honest and I think it was it's reaped the rewards of being honest because I've got lots of people reaching out about their life, about what they thought about what I had to say, about feeling down and it was just awesome. It was the best response I've ever got from a podcast. So Thank you. First, thank you so much to everyone who sent me a message. And thank you to everyone who's listening. It just means so... You have no idea. I I never thought that I'd be a podcaster. I've always been an avid listener, but I never thought that I would get so much joy out of doing this. Because I really do. I look forward to Mondays where I get to record this. And I look forward to just any message. I receive them at random points of the week, especially when I'm feeling down. And it just, it feels so good. It feels so nice. And it feels so awesome to know that I'm, I don't know, touching people out there in some certain way and just making them feel better or heard or talking about a topic that they makes them makes them go think. And it's just awesome. I'm really loving this so much. So thank you. Thank you to everyone. And let's get into the podcast. My random rude thought for this week is actually what inspired sort of the topic of this podcast as well, which is irrational fears, because I think my random thought of the week was when I re-remembered my irrational fear. I'm in a sublet at the moment in Sydney, and it's right on Bondi, and it has, it's, it's an amazing place. I'm so lucky to be here right now, but I am leaving in, I think, three days, and it's got a shower that's like a bath shower. So I was having a shower and I didn't realize at the time, but the plug was in the bath and so it started to fill up. So I was sort of like standing in a bath and showering and the bath was filled with water. So it was a weird feeling. But then I thought about taking the plug out while I was showering to stop the water. But I kind of remembered that I have this irrational fear where I I just can't stand that like, like that that sound that like swirling sound that's like a gurgle and it's so violent for literally no reason of when the water is that final like final emptying of the water leaving the plug like that last little swirl of it I just I don't I hate that I can't with it it terrifies me as a kid I used to have baths and I would run away but it was also like it just made no sense it was it's not a threat. It's literally a sound. It has no, it's sort of like how people hate chalk, uh, like nails on a chalkboard or the scraping of a fork on a plate, you know, that's sort of the same thing. And I guess that's not quite an irrational fear, but it's, I Googled irrational fears before I, before I started this podcast. And it's like the phobia of something that does not possess a real threat, basically. And like, I guess I have a phobia of bath plug gurgles, like, because I just, oh, I just couldn't be in the room of it. I, I'm making it sound like I'm more disgusted, but I, I am actually kind of terrified of it. So I finished my shower and I, I, you know, 
I dried myself and then I shoved my hand in and took out the plug and ran. Just ran. I'm a grown ass woman who's afraid of the plug sound. Like, it's such a weird fear. I just, I couldn't. I remember being a little kid in my towel, like, needing to get out of the bathroom as quickly as I can so I didn't have to hear it. And my bedroom was beside the bathroom as a kid, so it meant that I could still hear it. So I'd even go to the other side of the house. I just, I did not want to be near this terrifying, horrible sound. It was, it was such a weird fear that I had. So as I said, I asked you guys on my Instagram story what your rational fears were. And I had so many replies. I was really excited about this. I had people from back home, people from university, people from my travels recently. I got a really wide range of people replying. And guys, I I did have a good laugh at your irrational fears. I'm not going to lie. I have the most common. I have one that's most common, which I'll save for the end. But I'm pretty much going to read out as many as I can and discuss them. I think we have to read the first one, which was my friend who replied saying tuna and mayonnaise and wasps. And I just thought this was kind of poetic. It's quite a collection. I understand. I feel this. Tuna is disgusting. I mean, like, I don't know if I fear it. I find it terrifying, but I can understand if you did. Like, is it a live fish or tuna cans? Like the smell of it. Oh, I could not stand. Mayonnaise. Mayonnaise is fine. Mayonnaise is all good, but the word mayonnaise is horrible. I don't like the word, so I kind of understand that. Like, I, I get that. And wasps. I mean, okay. I know who this person is, and I would love to see this person run around screaming, crying, and a wasp. I feel like <laughs> these three are just all so random. Like, if you handed him a tuna mayo sandwich that had a wasp flying around, like, I just would love to know what his reaction would be because I guess that's also the thing like what is your reaction to these irrational fears are you terrified are you are you okay like are you crying what's going on when you're afraid of these things all I can think is like tuna and mayo you're probably disgusted right you're not like crying and then a wasp you'd probably be quite maybe a little bit scared because most people are kind of scared of bumblebees and wasps I, I do understand that I thought this one was so funny I think I thought it was rap at first. I misread wasps as rap. So I thought it was a tuna mayonnaise rap. And I thought that is such a weird irrational fear. Moving on to the next one. I did know this about my friend and she said butterflies. And I remember this in high school because we watched a horror movie. Or maybe I wasn't even there. But the group watched a horror movie and it was about moths. And I actually think there was quite a few of us that were afraid of moths and butterflies. And this is a fear, fear, I reckon. Like it's, that's understandable that, okay, no, not butterflies. Butterflies are beautiful guys. But if at the butterfly museum, it is kind of scary. Like insects and bugs were kind of a common one here. I mean, we've already had the wasps. Things that are small and can fly are a little bit terrifying. That's what I'm getting from people is that they are rationally afraid of them. And, and the reason it's irrational is because they are literally so small and they are harmless. A butterfly is harmless. A wasp it's a little bit harmless but it's yeah it's not as bad the next one (laughs) one of the first ones that replied to me was someone who said men their irrational fear is men dot 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 which is really sad and I mean I feel like I'm surprised my sister didn't say this I feel 
I feel <laughs> I don't even know how to respond. I'm just going to put that out there. That's totally fair. You know, I would be, yeah, I get that as well. I don't want to discuss right now, men, but yeah, I understand you. And actually, you're coming to Sydney. We must talk about this. We must chat. Another person said wardrobes. Okay, I have a story about this. Wardrobes, I totally get, especially ones that are either those big wooden ones, which I actually have one of them in my room. And I found one on the street today. In Australia, everyone just leaves stuff on the streets. And it's really fun, especially if you're like me and you look for a bargain and you can just pick at stuff and you can just take whatever you want for free. But there was a whole ass wooden wardrobe on the street. So I, I climbed in it today. I don't know why. I just kind of felt in the mood to and then climbed back out. And it's gone now. That was an hour ago and it's gone. So I don't know who had a ute and picked up that wardrobe, but obviously someone who doesn't have a fear of wardrobes. I don't think it's irrational to have a fear of wardrobes because they're kind of, especially when you're young, like I feel like this is a fear that you have when you're young. They're kind of these big scary spaces where you kind of, you. I've seen kind of a lot actually, where you think what's easy to hide, right? It's a hiding place and you never know what could be in it. I mean, obviously, most of the time it's closed and it's not Narnia, but I just think, especially as a kid, there's just, there's something about a wardrobe that never feels quite safe. It doesn't feel secure. So I understand the wardrobe one a lot, especially because, oh yeah, I was going to tell the story and I fully just went down a loophole about Australia leaving stuff out on the street. Anyway, when I was younger, I watched this episode of Shortland Street, which is for my New Zealand listeners, you know what that is. For my non-New Zealand listeners, it's like the cheap budget virgin, virgin <laughs> version of Coronation Street for New Zealanders. And on the show, there was a character called Joey, who was honestly a beloved character, I'm pretty sure. And he, maybe he was like played by Jason Gunn. Am I making this up? I have no idea. It doesn't matter. He was a serial killer. And he would wear this like kind of death costume completely black with this white mask and he would kill women um and I don't know why I was watching this tv show don't know why I got to see this plot in particular but I can tell you it stick stuck with me and I had a dream that he in that costume was in my wardrobe which I used to like my wardrobe I used to sleep in it as a kid in my house that I used to live on um where I mostly grew up and I guess live on where I mostly grew up um I was about to say the address. I don't think it matters. On Dome Street. It was a big, it was a big thing. And I was so terrified of my wardrobe after this dream that I did not want to go in it. And it's it's that irrational fear is such a, it's a hard thing to put on it because it's just a freaking wardrobe. Like I know he wasn't in there mentally, but I just couldn't shake that fear that I felt. I think that is definitely one of the most irrational fears. Another person said vomit. Actually, this is my friend who I feel like I might have even vomited in front of. I'm all good with vomit. I my family was a vomity kind of kid. We like we all vomited a lot. I have so many vomit stories. It's appalling. I don't even want to get into it honestly. But irrational fear of it. I think that's got to be so painful because you can't you know you can't be around someone who's drunk and vomiting because you'd have to you just have to leave right is it a fear where it's like are you afraid of seeing people vomit because you're vomit or you physically can't vomit yourself because 
oh, people like that I feel so bad for because especially when you're hung over, like you've just got to get it out sometimes. Or even when you're sick with a tummy bug, you have no choice. But if you're afraid of it, like you're rationally fearing this, this basically this mother nature thing that just has to happen when you're in those states, that's got to be so shitty. I can imagine that'd be so weird. Oh gosh, this is one of my favorite ones. My friend said crumpets, I, crumpets, I can't stand the holes. Isn't that another fear altogether, the holes? But maybe it's because of the food itself having holes. That's what she can't stand about crumpets because crumpets are delightful, especially those ones that you put in the toaster and then they soak up the maple syrup. I love that. Or golden syrup. I think that's the only thing I'd eat golden syrup with is crumpets. That's such a strange thing. I find food really weird to be irrationally afraid of it. I know some people are afraid of textures as well, and I find that really weird. Someone else said peas. I mean, like, I'm sorry to laugh at you, but I don't know if I can find peas scary. I just don't think you can find food. Oh, that's such a lie. I'm a vegetarian who's quite definitely afraid of meat. So, okay, no, I get it. I get it. But, like, peas? Peas are just general hilarious little green balls like what's scary about that I'm sorry someone else said an umbrella prong poking me in the eye is that the end of the umbrella that makes sense that I can understand as well once again very rational it's unlikely to happen I would say yeah I don't know if that's going to happen to you I hope it never happens to you that would be so shit Someone else said holes. So holes, that's that's quite a, a fear, a fear, fear. I keep saying that, a fear, fear. It's not a nice tongue twister. I, I can understand that. I mean, that's sort of like people with spiders. That's a, that's a common fear. People holding fish or seeing fish out of water. Oh. Okay, you know how every guy on their Tinder profile, especially back in New Zealand, they like, there's always that stereotypical guy holding a fish like why why are they doing that I wonder if that's what she means when she says this or if she actually is genuinely afraid of that like maybe that's me (laughs) I don't know because it's like writhing or whatever um in the people's hand I do think that's very unnatural I can understand that but also I find it so annoying when you swipe and there's just I can't say that because I don't have tinder because I'm banned but when you're um on tinder and it's just constantly guys holding fish i just like why do you think i would like that seeing fish out of water is weird i think it's because of it goes back to our roots right it goes back to finding nemo and when he gets put in the bag that's a very traumatic time and i think that might be where uh, that fear could stem from for you yeah yeah another person said red and pink together red and pink I remember my mom telling me when I was probably about six that red and pink should never go together. And that really stuck with me until I was maybe 11. And she bought me this top or dress and it had red and pink in it. And I refused to wear it because she told me they don't go go together. She told me so many fashion things that I think she just heard in the early 2000s that she stuck with as a rule. Like, only blondes can wear yellow. So I didn't wear yellow for so long until one summer I borrowed my friend's yellow top. And my friend was blonde, so that makes sense. But anyway, red and pink. I, <laughs> but 
this person who said this has ginger hair and wears pink all the time. So I don't understand <laughs> at all. What are we? Oh, this one's great. Wooden cutlery. Wooden cutlery? What's wrong with wooden cutlery? Isn't that that's kind of economical? It's kind of nice. But I guess metal cutlery is fine as well. I don't like, what is it I don't like? Those wooden forks and it kind of feels wrong on your teeth. And like when you scrape it, ah, oh, there's something. No, I can't get that. I can't get that actually. I can see that. Another person said still bodies of water. Still bodies of water. I mean, that itself, the imagery of that word makes me think that you're going to see a still body of water and then all these police people are going to be pulling out a dead body from the water. I don't know why. I think just still bodies of water. There's going to be a still body that comes from the water. That's what my brain thinks anyway. And it's like where you dump a body. But I'm going to Google real quick. I quickly googled still bodies of water fear and oh my goodness why do words which are phobias they're just impossible to like pronounce why is that it's called phalacelopia phobia no that's wrong I'm just gonna butcher it there's no point trying and that's the fear of large bodies of water so someone else also said the ocean so they've got this fear but this person's is like still bodies of water um they're just sort of, I googled what that just was as well, it's just sort of a water body that is significantly big and is on the surface of earth and that's what that is, so it's it's like a pond and no, you know what, I think that's a, uh, that's an irrational fear, I can say that's gonna be a fair fear but I think that's pretty irrational because it's just worse, like a big puddle, what if there was a flood or, I don't know, yeah, it's not that bad I feel, sorry, <laughs> someone else said, ducks so we had lots of animals that's like a common thing there was lots of ducks moths uh yeah big animals and ducks I had a duck once try bite me on the leg but it kind of the beak just kind of made impact and then tried to bite or snip and it wasn't that bad it was scary though um ducks ducks yeah I could I could I could see that being a little bit scary another person said the world ending and that was my sister I get that. I get that, Mids. I really do. I understand how you feel. I I don't have that. I don't have this fear. And it is very irrational because, I mean, do you guys remember 2012? I've never watched that movie, but I remember being alive in 2011 and saying to people, I'm just going to get married next year because I want to get married before I die <laughs> in 2012. And it didn't happen, obviously, because it's exactly 10 years later and I'm still alive. So, you know, if it didn't happen then, it's probably not going to happen in your lifetime. Just enjoy your life. Don't be irrationally afraid of that. She also said feet. I don't even know if she listens to this podcast, but I'll tell her she's got a special a special <laughs> mention in it. I Look, it's a common known fact. That's a lot. It's a known fact in my family that my sister is deathly afraid of feet. Like she, I'm sorry, but she has horrible feet because she's afraid of feet. She can't even look at her own. She doesn't like, she mostly wears socks. On the topic of that, I also had a flatmate who I never saw her feet for about 
I think maybe two years of living with her until the end of it. We made her take her socks off because she always wore socks. But my sister, going back to that, she is really afraid of feet. And when we share a bed, my favorite thing to do is to just like, you know, give her a little foot rub because I also like to just like rub my feet when I'm falling asleep. It's a very common thing. My mom does it. My brother does it. Everyone does this. And sometimes if someone's there, I kind of want to rub my feet on them. And she will, she will literally lurch herself out of that bed as far as she can. And she gets so upset about it. I just don't understand it. You know, it's, yeah, that one really annoys me. Someone else said, an imaginary force closing my drawers with my fingers inside. Imaginary force closing my drawers. Oh, so just some kind of force, like a gust of wind, would close a drawer while your fingers and slam your fingers. That is very irrational. Oh, my goodness. That's not going to happen to you. You're going to be okay. It'll be okay. Another person, actually, my cousin said, flour and styrofoam. I did not know this about you. That is fair. These are textures. See, people are afraid of textures. I reckon it's the texture of flour in your hands. Actually, the same flatmate whose feet I didn't see, she also kept saying that she would make us cinnamon rolls and never did because she can't stand the texture of flour. Like This this episode really making me laugh and reminding me of things. It's so funny. She can't stand the texture of flour. I think that might be what he means. Styrofoam? I don't really like styrofoam either. Ugh. I think, yeah, I get that one. And then what else do we have? White woman's hands with long red nails. My whole life, I can't stand it. That's so interesting. White woman hands with long red nails. Because there's the red nail theory, which it's literally, that's what it is. I don't know what the red nail theory is, but apparently if you paint your nails red, something good will happen. So... That's weird that you're afraid of that. I'm sorry that that's become a trend because now you're going to have to deal with more. That's got to suck. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Someone said toenail falling off. I'm so sorry, hon. This, this has happened to me. This will happen probably in your lifetime. The worst thing about mine is that it was my big toe. It was my left big toenail. And it sort of begun around this time last year. I was doing I was with my tramping club with my university and we went to Copeland and this big tall guy stood on my foot and someone else's as well and she I think she broke her toe and I think I was just in my crocs so he stood on my foot in his tramping boot and it was all black and it was black for so long and then it sort of started to half come out sorry if this hurts you poor dear listener who is afraid of this uh and it was about that for about a month and then I think on New Year's Eve I know it's New Year's Eve it completely fell off wait yes it completely fell off because I sent a snapchat drunk to everyone saying happy new year to everyone who has 10 toenails uh yeah it's gonna happen it's grown back it grew back I think I remember I sent an update to my best friend Millie saying my toenail has successfully grown back please tell your boyfriend Jude because we were all there together and it was a very traumatizing time. Me to 2 a.m. in our tent that we were all sharing, being like, my toenail. Yeah, that was a fun time. Alrighty. The most common one is belly buttons. <laughs> Which is, 
I feel so bad for you guys because someone said belly buttons and then they replied again and they said, well, people trying to touch mine. I feel so bad for people who like my sister and these poor belly button fairs because this is on your body and you kind of need a belly button. Like, I do find outy belly buttons quite scary because either I have quite a, I have an innie. Um, I would like to know what's the statistic. I would like to know. Maybe I can Google that too of outy and innies. If there's anything, if it's like star signs, like if, if you've got an outy uh, belly button, does that mean you're more like this or I don't know. I would like to know that, but I just, I don't think it's, oh, whoopsies. I just Googled out of belly fat. Oh, I can't be bothered. I can't type with one hand. Um, I just feel like belly buttons are on your body. You can't really escape them. You know, I understand not wanting people to touch them. I also find belly button fluff extremely intriguing. What was it? There was this TV show I watched when I was younger. I don't know what it's called. And there was a character, this might just be encouraging the fear, but there was a character that had a lot of, of like a jar of belly button fluff and they would put it in the jar actually I don't even know if that was on the tv show I think I just imagined that as a kid and it was like full of yellow it was gross it was disgusting and belly buttons are gross so I understand that but that was the most common I got about seven people who said that so that's quite a few saying that they're afraid of belly buttons I had so much fun reading these throughout the week and even now just going through them and reading the longer ones. That was so good. I think my favorite one is probably, I don't know what my favorite one is. Read it pink together. I just think the person who sent this in is just the funniest thing to hear that from. And I really enjoyed this because it made me think about my childhood as well and some stories like the wardrobe. Oh, that was scary. I understand that one. It's so scary. But hey, coping, I was going to talk more about anxiety and irrational fears this episode, but I actually think I might not put two and two together because I think these irrational fears, if you're able to laugh at these fears, understand that they're irrational. They're probably not too scary and you're probably not actually too anxious. At least I hope you guys aren't anxious about these things because hopefully it's more of that yuck kind of fear and you just don't want to touch it or be around it or have a wasp fly over you while you're eating a tuna mayo sandwich, you know, that sort of stuff rather than real true anxiety. But thank you so much to everyone who sent them in. To finish off the episode, I just want to quickly chat again about the ups and downs of life. I forgot to give you an update of my week. I don't think anything exciting really happened. Uh, I went through a roller coaster of emotions though, and I did have a mental breakdown beneath the tree for a good hour, crying to the point where my face was all puffy. But I also received a lot of support from friends and family this week, and I had lots of calls with my mum. And I've secured a place from the 18th of December, so I will be moving into a new place. I've just got a few weeks in the hostel. It's going to be a tough time, but I'm trying to have as much of a positive mindset as I possibly can and just look after myself in this down that I'm still living in. But one of the important or one of the messages that I received from a friend talked about my idea about the social media one. And I got lots of mixed reviews (laughs) and someone was like, well, why why on earth would you bring up a live stream anxiety panic attack? Anyway. I hope you know that I was joking when I said that. Not even joking, just talking about the extremes, I guess, 
but someone else said that they really thought that they go on social media because it's an escapism. It's to see something nice. It's to see, it's to escape that down feeling, right? That's why they like seeing people posting about the up. And that's why they go on these platforms. And I totally think that's a great point. I think that's, you know, that is why we, we use, you know, we use Instagram and that is why we post these things um, because it makes us feel good and it makes other people feel good. But I also, I replied to her and I said, I agree, but also I think when I see a post about someone saying, hey, this picture looks perfect, but I am not really feeling perfect in the moment, it makes me feel empathy. It makes me feel compassion. It makes me feel as though I'm not alone. And I think that's more what I want to see on social media. I want those posts that are more real and they make me feel those things rather than, oh, I should message that person and make sure they're doing okay. Because I think we're not trying to attention seek when we post about feeling a bit down or not having the best time or about the truth of an image or the truth behind an image. We're more just sharing. And then when someone as a viewer sees these things, they're taking in in a different way and it's causing them to feel these emotions that are really powerful, like empathy uh, or feelings. So that's an emotion. Now I'm getting confused. And I think I really loved her message, my friend, for me reaching out and saying that because it made me think about why I go on Instagram as well, why I post things. And it made me think about when I see things, like my mom sent me the post by Sarah Belisarius who took a photo of her coffee and she was like, this looks perfect. And it had like the sun and the trees and it did look perfect, but she felt so far from perfect. I think that's what the caption was and spoke a bit about how life's a bit tough at the moment. And I like seeing things like that. And I don't know if I like it because there's an elements of perfection alongside imperfection. I don't know. I don't know what it is, but I just, I really like the truth when it comes down to things. And I'm really grateful for messages. Uh, that reach out and talk about topics. If you have any ideas you want to share about the fears that I said, any reactions to my stories, any stories that you want to share with me, please message because I love starting those kind of conversations. And particularly please give me voice messages because then it feels like it's an extension of the podcast. So please reach out. Let me know what you thought about this episode of Rue Rambles. And I will see you next week for an episode.